I'm Chris Lackey of the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast, and you are listening to Legends of Tabletop. Hey, everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop, creating legends one die at a time. Hey everybody, you got Legends of Tabletop here. My name is Vince, and sitting at the table with me, although you cannot see him, is James, who's also in our 5th edition campaign. Happy holidays! That's right. And uh, as we did before, not so long ago, we're doing a Dungeon Talk D&D Life, love, and everything roundtable discussion. So thank you for joining us if you are indeed here. And thank you for listening later if that is the case. And Don't we also have a disembodied voice from far away? We do, yes. You want disembodied voice? Do you want to go ahead and uh, let me know who you are? Hey, everybody. It's John. I am here for this, the uh, second dungeon talk for tonight. So uh, guys can't get rid of me. Nope, you're like horse shit. You're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I would just say bad penny, but well, yeah. there's that too. Yeah. Um, Gabe just texted me, and he let me know that he just got done and he needs to chill out for a bit. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if he'll be joining us like a few minutes before, ready to end, or have, I don't know what that means. So let me text him back. What does that mean? Time. <laughs> exactly. God damn it, Zenis. Well, he read it, so. <laughs> Gotta love the iPhone. If you have that feature turned on, you can see one that read your... You read my chat. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, you did, you fucker. I saw that you read it. It was a screenshot. Not that any of us would go ahead and do that, because that's kind of petty. But, you know, it's, it's there as an option. And he's typing. You can see the little circles there. I know, he's typing. He's typing. Ooh, there's three dots. That's right. Undulating, in fact. They are undulating. And you just veg about an about an hour. What? Yeah, right, Gabe, done by then. If you're listening to this later, then that that's ridiculous. So you go ahead and you chill out. We're gonna sit here and eat pierogies. I'm gonna drink my wine. James I got will, a code red. James will take care of his code red. John, what, the you, code. <laughs> what are you drinking there, John? I just have iced tea. Iced tea? What the fuck? So I'm the only one getting drunk here. Right. Uh, it hey, seems that way. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's exactly. I'm I'm not driving, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, so we can pretty much count him out. Yeah, we do that anyway. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, so. Well, since we are talking about anything and everything, let's kick it off. James, how was your, uh, how was your Christmas? Christmas was get, good. Um, get any fun D&D items for your... I got Volo's Guide. Oh, um, how was that? I would if I'd have cracked it, I could tell you. Um, <laughs> and I got um a vi- the villains codex for the Pathfinder system. So okay. And I got uh, uh, a lot of money in Amazon credits, so I'm gonna get the rest of my list too. So nice. Okay. Looking forward to that. And uh, some clothes and stupid toys and you know, no, that's not, no toys, but gotcha. Clothes and cologne stuff like that. The usual, yeah, yeah, the basic. Some of the stuff that you need throughout the year to carry you through to the next Christmas. 
had my mom, my brother, and my nephew down, and we took them to Seven Fishes at my in-laws. Okay. And then they left the next day, and we went to Christmas Day at my other in-laws. And then we went up to see everybody in New York on my side on Monday, and I've been home ever since. Nice. Enjoying the vacation that I didn't take during the year. So, oh, okay. Well, well deserved, sir. And Thank when do you go back to work? Uh, on January the 3rd. So next Tuesday. year, basically. Yes, yes, next year. Nice. How about yourself? How was Christmas? Christmas was okay. It was, it was quiet. Quite good. The way I like it. There's a lot of uh, very contemplative and very meditative. Yeah. And, uh, Presents? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I see. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. It's interesting because I did spend Christmas by myself. I didn't have that that post Christmas blues drop off that one gets, especially okay. right. you after have the, the precipice. Okay. Exactly, yeah. You have that build up, that orgy of anticipation, okay. and then Christmas is over, and bam, you wake up the next morning like, what the fuck just happened? I still feel like Christmas is moving on and slowly fading. Okay. I like that, so it's not bad. Well, the stations, so they, they drop the Christmas music immediately, which I think is a little cut up. Yeah. They, Except the cable station. They, yeah, they need to hold that out until the 31st, at least. And just point of information, I'm half Jewish. I'm also lighting candles for Hanukkah. Okay. No presents as yet. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, in, in all likelihood, I won't get any presents unless I give myself one. So. Gotcha. We'll, we'll see about that. Well, that's what the Amazon gift cards are for. Well, technically, that's Christmas runoff, so we might reclassify. That's true. Yeah, good you thought. could. Good good you could totally. How about you, John? Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, we did Christmas Eve and Christmas uh, Day over at my parents' house. I had my daughter this year, so uh hung out, played a lot of games, uh, card games, board games, all kinds of stuff. I got my first Munchkin set my daughter got me for Christmas, so that was cool. Hmm. Uh, which uh, what genre? Uh, it's just the Munchkin Deluxe. It's not a, a particular hmm. theme thing. It's not Cthulhu or Pathfinder or anything like that. Just the starter set then. Uh, I guess you could call it a starter set. I suppose this one comes with the game board and and a bunch of other stuff that you know. It's not just cards. Hmm. Cool. Sounds good. Not bad. Now, how is how is uh? Do you miss East Coast weather? Nope. It being Christmas and you really don't have that. <laughs> you don't miss Christmas time out here. Nope. Fuck that cold weather. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't miss that even a it little bit. To be honest with you, it wasn't that cold. It was what forty-eight, exactly. Yeah, up to fifty. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you may have you may have experienced more colder weather out there in Arizona than here. Uh, actually, we got about a week where it was pretty chilly. It was uh, freezing at least overnight and uh, real low temperatures during the day. But it's warmed back up considerably. Well, today it was only about sixty-five. Oh, damn. only sixty-five. Poor baby. I know, right? Shit. I had a sweater on. A sweater? What kind of sweater? Christmas sweater? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah. No, it's like a, like a little hoodie thing. Oh, what you, what you had on the other day when we were chatting? Probably. Yeah, yeah, same one. <laughs> the one that makes you look like a Jedi. Yep. When you lift the hood up. Okay. Jedi John. There you go. Oh, so anything interesting in the world of uh, games, D&D, other than our own <laughs> campaign that's progressing nicely? That, that was a good one. Our last I thought it was a good session. Our good last, session. It was a very good session. There was um, a lot of role play, a lot of tension, a lot of, uh, yeah. a lot of ass kicking. So yeah. the, the oh. first session was kind of stilted because everybody was, you know, new to the system and trying to figure out characters. And then the second session, you know, we added uh, Adam... Right? 
No, Adam. Adam did my book cover. This yeah, is this, Aaron. This is Aaron, yeah. Like Aaron, Moses Jesus Rock. Christ! I, I can God never damn. remember his name. I don't know why. But so second session, he came in as a new player, so it kind of kept things, you know, a little cattywampus. And then, you know, finally by this third session, you know, the core group's been together for you know three games, and then you know he's been there for two games. So I, I felt like it started to to gel a little bit better. Correct. So yeah, the the third session was was the best one out of the bunch for me. Mm-hmm. For those of you listening and who are watching, go back and watch that third third session. It's really good. A lot of uh, a lot of good role play and uh, a lot of good voice acting and characterization. <laughs> and and players sticking to their character as far as their. Uh, Alignment and personality is concerned. Mm-hmm. So, that was that was good. So everyone everyone did very well. As a DM, I was pleased. So our next game will be coming up the end of January. Have some good plans for that. So, but I have to say, this last game, I had a general outline in my head of how I wanted things to run, and Plan B. In case those uh, those ideas didn't go as far as the players wanted to go, so um, for all intents and purposes, I pantsed that one, and it worked out well. Mm-hmm. I like think it. that's Neil's yeah, motto with Thank most of his games. Just to pants them, yeah. I mean, I used to do that back in the '90s when I ran my Undermountain campaign, and we had a blast. And then after a while, you're like, ah, you move away from that. And you don't have those weekly games. Because it, it, to be honest with you, when you devote your time to a weekly game and you work full-time and you have other pursuits, you, for myself, I can't sit down a, a decent amount of time and sit down and do an outline and write, and now this is this name, and do all that, which I would, I would like to. But um, I couldn't do that back then. So I would do just mm-hmm. general, general marking down like one bullet points and go from there. And not for anything, the games turned out fairly well. Um, my improv isn't too bad, and uh, it worked nicely. So I've decided to, even though I do have a little bit more time to devote, and I do with the with some of the backstory and the NPCs, um, I'm still pantsing the overall uh, adventure plot. I think that's rare in this day and age, because this is, seems to be the age of the adventure path and the mega adventure. Correct. It seems to be what's primarily being produced by the main, the big concerns. And it doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. Um, no. But it's, it, I guess it's easy prep, but but I've heard of individuals, especially let's say in the, I mean like 5e tends to have mega adventures that are all purpose at the, you know, there's one volume Correct. with a lot of first, stuff. First through 10th level, yeah. But my understanding from the people running um, the, let's say Pathfinder Adventure Paths, which are produced in six installments, hmm. are that there are certain elements that change over time, like by, you know, not not continuity breaks, but maybe mechanical breaks, um, okay. which become issues for individuals who, who are doing them in sequence. So, gotcha. just because they're written one after another as opposed to all at once. So. Okay. But still, that seems to be the trend. Um, yeah. Most of your single adventures are from way third party sources. So. Yeah, I was going to say that even the DMs Guild, you all hop on there and you can find some decent, you know. Well, actually, published stuff. Exactly. I haven't given that much look. I'm, I, if I'm in a system, I like, I like core R A W stuff. Gotcha. Uh, 
that's just me. Um, adventures are fine, but anything that diverges that is speculative <clears throat> about the rules <clears throat> and the gimmies and stuff like that, you stay away I'm, from. I'm a little leery of. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, that makes sense. That, that takes you far afield, and that's more not for anything. That's more work. <clears throat> um, I remember, you know, first edition. All the first edition modules. Mm -hmm. Remember those? You had Bone Hill and oh, sure. um, Secret of Salt Marsh and uh, and the Elk. Um, those were you know, they were you know, at that time. There was maybe what two or three a month being put out. That was pretty prolific. I mean, yeah. over at least looking back, maybe in the in the moment. Yeah, the exactly. yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know about the production schedule, but if you count them versus the time allotted, it seems to be like a lot of a pretty good output. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, now it's just there. There are these huge adventure arcs that they, that 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 settle up first through tenth, and tenth through whatever, like the Curse of Strahd, and then the um, what's the other one? My Sunday games is in the um, Underdark Demon one. Oh, how do yeah. you like that? Um, I I didn't want to join, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was cajoled um, and um, begged, and I mean, it, it, it's not bad. Okay. Um, it's just. Why wouldn't you? I'm I'm playing a human who's trapped down there. Why wouldn't I just be beeline for the surface at my first opportunity? Yeah, but I'm making it work. So okay, cool. Um, How about you, John? Anything to add to that? No, I, I mean when I was running, I sandboxed, um, and with the podcast being what it is, I don't I don't have time to do that anymore. Uh, I was more of a planner than a than a pantser. Uh, if I was going to run something now, I would probably go some sort of an adventure path slash module just for ease of time and, and, you know, gives you enough that you can, you know, kind of sit down an hour beforehand and just kind of review some general things and, you know, go through stuff and, you know, be more or less prepared for a session, um, I don't. I don't have preference as player for for one way or the other. Like you know, James said, you want to kind of stay with a meta story sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm easy that way. I just want to play. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. I just prefer to play off the rails if possible, <clears throat> but it's just not. It's not the age of designing your own stuff. I mean, it's just like, everybody's so busy. It's tough. Well, stuff. that's that's it entirely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My DM skill is nice. You want that 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 sort of track. Yep, for sure. Oh yeah, but back in '91 when they released Undermountain Ruins of Undermountain, that was amazing because you had this. Uh, you have all these maps. Mm -hmm. There were a few rooms that were laid out and encountered out, and the rest was left up to you. So you had this this um, pre-made, um, commercially made outline for yourself mm -hmm. with a backstory and all these neat NPCs and monsters and whatnot. But you could you could go ahead and expand, make it your own. And even to this day, I, that's the, I still pick up those books. And, and they had subsequent issues also, I know. They did Ruins of Wonder Mountain 2. Um, actually, I think there were three. In an individual venture, there was a Dwarven Ruin. Yeah. 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 Um, a couple of like little, I mean, yeah, they were insular, but, you know, kind of capped off in their own little Correct. areas. Right. Yeah, so they were pretty cool. Oh, Doc. We're over here eating the uh, rather delicious delicious pierogies, which we haven't cooked in what? No, it's, it's been years. It remains uh, a constant. Correct. Well, yeah. Very intermittent constant. Mm. <laughs> yeah, scheduling was awful, those, but they're a, they're a good gamer 
gamer food. That's it. I got yeah, that. Uh, so for I was say for for Christmas Eve, our family tradition is to my grandmother used to make homemade pierogies and hmm. uh, different soups and stuff. So I just I've been eating pierogies for like a week now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like turkey. That's the leftover. Yeah. 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 Nice. Now, how do you, when you reheat them, how do you go ahead and do that? I just, you know, throw them on a plate covering wax paper or stick them in a, you know, microwavable dish or something. There's enough butter on them that <laughs> they're not going to dry out when you reheat them. That's true. Yeah. These are just, I, I hopped, uh, I stopped at Wegmans earlier today. Uh, James kind of uh, guilted me into it. Oh, oh Texas. Hey, he's sick. You made him leave his house. There was going to be a half hour dearth, so I yes. said, "Hey, it's a pierogi tax." Pierogi I was tax. joking, but yeah, yeah, I took it to heart. That was fair. Mm -hmm. I, I think in all, in all, <laughs> in all fairness, that was uh, that was good. And I figured, hey, you know what? We haven't had them in a while, so I'll go ahead and I picked up a bottle of sangria for myself and the pierogies. And all I do with those is I throw them in a in a uh, cookie sheet, baste them with butter, throw some seasonings on them, preheat the oven. Which that's stupid. I heated the oven to four hundred. Threw them in for about 15 minutes, turned them halfway through the cooking process, and there you go. Nice and crispy on the outside, light and fluffy on the inside. Bam. Boiler. Um, mm -hmm. Boiler and have sour cream on the side. That, that's how my mom used to do it, yeah. But and you got to daub them because I hate them. I like the boiling's easy, but I don't like them wet. So. Exactly. Yes, that's what she said. So, <laughs> as, you know, as, as things go. What I used to do, I would boil them for about a minute or two until they floated. Take them out and then fry them up in a pan with butter and you know saute with the onions and whatnot. So that worked. I don't know how this became a cookie D and D cooking show, yeah, but it just segued into that. So there you go. Now I have a question. Mm -hmm. Since I've known you, Vince. Yes. All we've ever played is um, Wizards TSR mm -hmm. product. Are you branded in terms of your RPGing, or I just, I just or it just so happens we've never played another concern. Um, I used to do. I used to run. Um, other TSR games, um, Star Frontiers. Okay. I played Shadowrun. Okay. TMNT. That, all, right, so TMNT. That's, all right, so that's a different. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I got my start. Actually, I got my start with the Dungeon Board game. And that came okay. out. Um, uh, I think, uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was Rosloff. And he did the uh, one of the covers for one of the, one of the iterations of that board game. I think it's 78 or 79. Hmm. And uh, in fact, we sit outside and play on the porch in the summertime with friends and you know, neighbors and we're friends. And from there, I remember seeing the uh, the, the Red Box Basic uh, commercial. Wow! Oh. In conjunction with going to the Morristown Mall, to the uh, remember the bookend. Remember, I'm not, I'm not an eight. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, there was a, a small little cul-de-sac bookstore called the Bookend. Okay. And where they had the, the checkout kiosk, on an end cap, they had one of those magazine racks. And in the magazine rack, the top was all dungeon magazines. At about eye level were adventures. And at the bottom, they had the, the, the core. That, well, and that's a, that's a stability factor for the rock. Correct, yeah. <laughs> and I, that would, to me, that was amazing. My parents could leave me there for hours. And I would just go through them all. And just, they, they were magic. There was like these magic books that I couldn't comprehend yet especially you know advances and dragons so i figured i in, in my own my own limited uh, um wisdom i think oh, i'll start out with the D, D red box set my mom took my brother and i over to this um 
catalog department store called Best in Morristown as well, and they carried it for I think it was at the time it maybe twenty bucks. Picked that up and spent that winter learning those rules, yeah. and that subsequent summer, spring and summer, every almost every every day when we had time off in the summer playing Dungeons and Dragons, D and D D D D and I absolutely nerd. loved it. I know, right? What the fuck? It started early, and that's that's how it works. <laughs> you fucking nerd. And then that was that remained consistent. I mean, when I when when Undermountain came out, I was like a pig and shit. I was happy with that. That was amazing. I I, I love Dungeon Crawls. To me, that's that's the essence of of, uh, of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, that'll never leave me, and I love it. And I'll probably come back to. Okay. Redo a, an Undermountain campaign with you guys. And maybe not as long as five years when I did. It was like from 91 to about 96, 97. I can see the sky too. You know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then there was a drop-off where my gaming was very intermittent. It was it was hit or miss. And then I came back seriously with it when, when John and I started playing back with the, uh, the release of 4th edition. And picked it back up, and, and then now we've started with Legend of Tabletop, and we're doing the Five E campaign, and it's amazing. So it's been a good run. D and D has been very good to me. Yeah. Yep. Christmas memories. Just I remember, didn't get much D and D stuff for Christmas when I was growing up, but I got Gam Gamworld White Box. Mm. I got um, Legion of Gold. Opening it was a one of the, the first module. Oh shit! Opening that was like a. I, mm. it, it, I was young, so it wasn't orgasmic, but I was just like... <laughs> it was comparable. I, I yeah. was wide-eyed. I was like, I would have been one of those bleeping idiot kids in the commercials. <laughs> um, I, was, I was calmer than that. Yeah. Inside, yeah, you were just like raging. Yeah. It was a fantastic Christmas gift. Nice. Yeah. That was like when I got the Advanced Dungeons yep. & Dragons in my modules and a couple Grenadier lead figure sets mm -hmm. and some paints. Oh, it was just, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Those were, those were good uh, my, times. My brother turned up. I've got a box of combined Grenadier leads, which were unprimed, so they're just yeah. flaking away, sitting in my mother's house. Mm. Collection of D&D &D and Cola Minis. Oh, no shit. Just, I got to give them credit. There's incredible detail. Oh, they don't, I mean, I, I don't know who, what they, the paint scheme would have been, but they just look fantastic. Even now, yeah. those that haven't flaked away. Unpainted, just, them. yeah, exactly. And Ralph Partha stuff. Yeah, oh. Ralph Partha was pretty amazing. They had some really good sculptors. And for a while, they I remember going to the um, Complete Strategist in Manhattan, 33rd mm. Street flagship, and they would have, Ralph Partha would do three stages of a character. Mm. Like oh, would, yeah, I remember that, yes. They would do, you know, like, um, you know, infancy, medium, you know, medium level, and then high level, just more ornate, more gear. Exactly. It was fantastic looking stuff. Oh, uh, completely. No, that 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 complete strategy store in Manhattan is so exactly. I'm still there. It's the wow. only one left in the city. So. We're going to have to... Uh, have At to one time, they were, well, we're, we're closer to um, the um, King of Prussia. We're going to make Oh, there you go. We'll do, a, we'll do a little pilgrimage, yeah. I was in... Um, in Manhattan, around the weekend of the tenth this year, hmm. um, was going to do Christmas stuff, but it was just too cold. We walked, <laughs> we walked out shopping one day, and that just burned it right out of us. We were not again. We I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody said, "Done it, tree, done it." You took the it. John route. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, we had some, we had some errands to run people to see, but we didn't venture out. Gotcha. Um, I don't blame you. It's something about the it's something about the city when it's cold. It is even more. The wind, they're like a wind tunnel. Whips through the canyons yeah. of stone. That's right. Well said. It was a good visit, visit otherwise, but I didn't get to the strat, unfortunately. Hmm. Um, but 
how does my wife describe it? He's, she's dead on and dismissive. It's like that narrow store. Because mm. <laughs> all she remembers, they have mother's chairs up at the front. Mm. <laughs> sitting in the mother's chairs while I'm scouring down the aisles. Yep, like you know, little el- asses to elbows with the other kids. Yeah, um, kids, and I'm the oldest kid wandering around there except for the staff. Um, there you go. But it's always fun. It's like it's yeah. nice to go. But how's the one in King of Prussia? So King of Prussia is not bad. It's not narrow. It's mm. a it's, a, it's like a normal store that you'd see. Just yeah, a lot more. Alloc- they have copies. a lot more allocated to RPG stuff. So okay. it's got, I think he's probably got the best selection in, okay. in the vicinity. We'll have to make a pilgrimage, mm-hmm. get the group together. We'll, we'll FaceTime you in, John. Maybe we'll do a Periscope. <laughs> there you go. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool, actually. Nerds out there, we don't care if you're not listening or watching. But you got to know your way around if you're going to get to Free RPG Day and pick up swags. Ah, okay. That's right. I had to go down by the shore to, um, what's the name of it? I forget the name of it. But all things fun closed. They in did. Berlin. Yeah. Um, so the nearest one was down on the way to on the Jersey Shore. I forget the name of it. It was a nice store. They were very nice. Hmm. And I, they, it was more than one pick, which was cool. So take whatever many you want. There weren't that many people there. I was like, wow. So I felt compelled to buy something, which I shouldn't. But <laughs> So my free stuff cost me about 60 bucks. You know. no, that's not bad. That's a good <laughs> haul. I mean, especially considering you're buying something exactly. and getting free stuff. That's That's pretty decent. Exactly. Kind of but that's the way. It's like going into to BJ's with one thing in mind, or <laughs> exactly, or Target, you know, yeah, yeah, for yeah. tissue paper and coming out with with the whole bucket well, yeah, full. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, same. It's like going into a <laughs> shop, going food shopping, hungry. Well, that's just food. That's, that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's never a good idea. Over there, John. What's going on? You you're wearing pants? I hope. Uh, I am wearing. I've had my pajamas on since I walked in the door from work. Wow. What time did you walk in from work? And are your pajamas D&D related? Uh, they are not. I just have a pair of like plaid flannel pajamas on. I, I got home at uh, actually I left work early today, so I was home by like 2. Oh, wow. Nice. Yep. Here's an idea. Hmm. The Legends of Tabletop, we have to get on this. And you just, just by us talking about this now and what you're wearing. Legends of Tabletop Pajamas. There you go. Well, if Cafe Press wouldn't be a bunch of cocksuckers, then maybe we'd have some swag already that we could have up for sale. But Yes, Cafe Press, they are being dickheads at the moment. So we're going to have to figure out what we're going to do. But that would that'd be great to have some kind of, uh, like, like, yeah, like a gamer lounge pant. Mm-hmm. It's got, you know, the dice. You can put your dice in the pocket, everything. <laughs> Sounds I like a like weird thing. I think it would work. I think I think it would totally work. The Legends of Tabletop Lounge Pants. I we need to mm-hmm. do this. We need to do it. Speaking of Kutramov, I don't. You don't use them. Where do you stand on dice towers? Um, I say no. I <laughs> it, 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 it takes away the the tactile because you're. But, is that was that a laugh or a sneeze, John? No, it's a laugh. Uh, you okay. guys go. Oh, bless you. Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, the whole. I never really cared. I mean, aesthetically, they're cool. I wouldn't mind having one at the table just to have one because that's neat. But I don't know. I never really. Yeah, yeah I like rolling the dice, you know, feeling the I'll roll. I'll one the off hand. the floor every so often just, it, to, just it, to get the feel of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, it gives a character. It gives it that builds up that R around the die that's 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 particular to your role, mm. your hand, as it were. The dice tower, I think, detracts from that. And now, John laughed. You want to explain? Uh, 
what's going on with your your uh, your take on dice towers? No, so I mean, I'm not. I don't normally use one, but I picked up one in a collection that I bought off of Craigslist, and we started okay. using it for BattleTech. And I, you know, it, it serves its function. It's mine. The one I have is pretty basic. You know, nothing real fancy. It's, you know, it's not like a dog mite where you go in and you know spend a couple of bucks and get like a beautiful piece of art that's also a functional dice tower. Um, but I picked up or I received. We, so we did a review way back for Easy Roller Dice Company. Shout out to those guys. Um, and yeah, I sent a bunch of dice and things. And, you know, I was looking at the website, you know, they had dice cups and dice trays. And yeah, dice trays I get. Dice cups, I'm like, ah, like, who the hell buys a dice cup? Like, what the hell's the purpose of that? <laughs> so the meetup we play, you know, we meet at the library. So we brought uh, Martian dice one day to play. And one of the guys was just like shaking the shit out of the dice in that little cardboard and plastic container. And I'm like, oh, I understand why someone would want a dice cup now. <laughs> so I, I picked up a dice cup and a dice tray. And right. the Easy Roller, EasyRollerDice.com, uh, their dice tray is fantastic. Uh, I bring it to every meetup, you know, any sort of game that has dice or just you know strictly like a dice game like chupacabra or zombie dice uh we use that exclusively and it's i, I prefer it so like when we play battletech now my brother uses the dice tower and i use the dice tray oh okay so it's probably, I, good, I, it's probably yeah. a good conversation piece too the the easy roller uh dice company's uh dice tray yeah yeah, the, the one I have is red. They also have a blue one now, which I wish they would have had at the time because the blue is like a really vibrant, striking blue color. I'm like, man. Nice. Dice Cup just, I flash on Octopussy and James Bond <laughs> playing backgammon against come on. <laughs> I just don't see it. Yeah. It's all in the red. Yeah, it, I mean, f specifically, I got it for use over at the library because the dice can make a lot of noise. And then, you know, you're throwing them on those hard plastic folding tables. So the combination of the, the cup and the and the tray are, are really good. Um, depending on how big your table is, like I use them like when we play our online games, I just I put the dice tray on my lap, you know, I'll stick it on the shelf here. And then when I need to roll, I'll, I'll bring it down because I don't have enough room on the desk with all the shit that I have. So it, it's, it works for me. It's pretty convenient. Okay. So yeah, that's a good idea. If you're, yeah, the, the less space you have, you can use a dice tray on your lap. That's true. Mm -hmm. so what do you guys stand on rolling damage? The attack concurrently? I think it's hubris. <sighs> it it saves time. I, I'm, I'm of two, two minds. Like I, I can see, like, in a 4E game where your combat's going to take a minimum of, like, three hours. True. <laughs> that if you roll them together, it's going to save a little bit of time. I, I don't see it so much as hubris as, like, hey, let me let me do as much as I can to facilitate my turn. Um, <laughs> I, I just – I prefer – me, personally, I prefer to roll them separate. Okay. I was going to say, I concur with that just because it builds attention. And, mm -hmm. like, ah, I hit – all right, now what damage do I do, you know? Whereas, yeah. if you don't hit and you you roll high damage, you're like yeah, like fuck, right? You know, I wasted it. <laughs> exactly, it kind of shot your load. So, so I can see having everything set up, Gabe. Um, so, like, if you know you're going to need three d10s 
or you know, or four D6s or whatever. You have your D20. <laughs> Obviously, you've got a whole row of D20s because the dice this hate one, you. Yeah, this one goes out to Gabe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so, you know, just have everything ready. So you're not rolling it concurrently. So maybe you're, you know, it takes you another two or three seconds. Yeah. But, you know, you could just have everything all set up and ready to go and, and you know, and then make the roll. And, and if everybody's, <laughs> exactly. if everybody's in, you can, you know, move to the next person while you're tabulating damage results. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to necessarily wait for that player to finish. That's true. Well, some games now they have the fixed damage, um, 13 gauges like that, pretty much. Um, mm. they just established them. They established the, the mean, and that's the damage. It's a, it's a little so it gets to be a little repetitive, but it's real quick um, for the DM off the DM side anyway. Mm. So. I, I th- it kind of takes away some of the tension though. Like Vince said, like if you know you're just going to swing a sword and do. Right, five points or four points. It's almost like, well, why are we bothering? Like the the tactileness of rolling the dice is is you know such a big part of the fun. Well, that's that exactly that that harkens back to when I first started playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was like, oh, holy shit! The dice come into these kind of shapes. It was just, that was amazing to me, and then learning those rules and, and using that and that really as as we're saying the tactile experience of rolling a die. That's that's part of the magic, and you know, that's why I would probably could not do a straight uh, storytelling role play campaign. Like Ooh. you know, like I describe something and you say what you're going to do, and then I say, "Oh, that that works," blah blah blah, and then you move on. I need some kind of mechanic. Okay. Dice, yeah. How about yourself? Same way. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just think some descriptor games are tough because, you know, adjudication becomes less, you know, too much theater of the mind is too much the theater of the mind. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I like a little, you know, rolling. And, exactly, yeah. And, and, and everything's, you know, everybody knows the target <clears throat> and there's no, Correct. you know, there's yeah. no... Uh, well said, well said. Well, and right, I, and so what, to, what do you think about, like, dice rolling apps then to kind of, like, just take this question to the next step? I, I think they're great when you're doing something online and you're not all at a table. Obviously, you, you, that's, I've, played, I've played online Call of Cthulhu games where I, we didn't use the app and we, we rolled, you know, it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, there was a, a little bit of honesty you had to do with it, the roll. But I, I don't know, to me that, that added time and took it away a little bit because you weren't all around the table. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a whole, uh, um, another word for it, but uh, pageantry that surrounds rolling the dice at a table filled with people. Whereas if you're just sitting at your desk, you, you know there may be ten other people online playing, but it's you're rolling to shadows as far as I'm concerned. Whereas if you have the the app, well then everyone can see it. It's easy. That's nice, but again, it takes away from that tactile experience. So, the app is good for convenience and for doing something where everyone can see what's going on, both the players and the the watchers, as it were. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're sitting around a table, obviously you don't need an app. Right. But my only experience with it wasn't really with rolling the game itself. There was a little while before, I think, point by hit third edition when there were a lot of apps to roll characters. Mm. 
three dice six drop four, like there would be algorithms to roll sets of six stats. Oh, okay. And they would be locked in, so you would essentially be sending your results to the DM, like they would ask for your rolls that way, just to, oh, to, okay. to show, you know, just to be accurate and, and truthful. Gotcha. Um, but you could roll some heinous characters that way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Interesting yeah, character, um, I'm sure. But that's my, uh, I've never rolled electronically except character generation like that, and that was years ago, gotcha. again, before. Now I think it's just point buys, you know, the point buy that started in Hero System games, mm. um, which were, you know, percentile games, has really hit D20 a little bit. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't, I, the at level change, um, nail biting of rolling hit points, hmm. I hated it. I always did. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just rather have fixed hit points and, and know where I'm standing. Yeah, you and let, take the let, the, let, let, let the damage rolls be random. But I like to know what my character's hit points are going to be. And I can use the point by stats to generate accordingly and know where he's going to be. And you what, what I actually, this the past game when we leveled exactly. up, you went ahead and took the average of the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I prefer that. So. Okay, but I think that's why it's it's inherent in the system. They have that as as a codicil, and every every hit die that's has true. the average. Like, yeah. so, you know, that makes sense. Rather than rely on the randomness of the hey, if you get a one, you're stuck with right. a one. Yeah, exactly. That's made up. Gotcha. How about you, John? You anything with apps? No, I, for dice, I I don't like it at all. Um, like James was saying, which I guess is sort of a different topic as far as, uh, you know, like point by for character creation. I kind of prefer that. We used to do that on Nerdbound, you know, for all those types of games, everything was point by. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so the characters tend to be maybe a little bit more average in that regard, especially with something like Rogue Trader, because um, you're not going to get those really high rolls. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I, I like that better. Um, because, you know, if you, if you roll up, uh, you know, a character and they've got six points, you know, you can take that as a really challenging role play aspect or, you know, this character is just useless, you know, or you just, you know, like most people, I'm just going to put in charisma because I'm not going to use that stat. So my dude's just really ugly or whatever. Charisma always got the shitty end of the stick. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a cool thing. Like, uh, I think the sorcerers were charisma and fourth. I don't recall, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it was cool that they, you know, use that set. I mean, obviously bard, um, but yeah, the, I, I like point by it, it takes the, I enjoy the randomness, but for creation of a character, I like that more stability because then I can put the points where I want them. You know, you can spend whatever you want. So if I want to hamstring somebody, I can. If I want them to be super average, I can do that. If you want to, you know, make one or two stats a lot better than the others, you know, you have a lot more options. Well, in this campaign, I have to say, Norville rolled fantastic. So I'm very, very very happy with him. So I wouldn't wouldn't switch him out for the world, although I want to average his points. That's all. Yeah, you guys. I think all the characters have decent. Uh, yeah, that's not true. You don't think so? Our absent friend had a really bad set of roles. Okay. Because yeah. we have another absent friend too. We uh, have another. Well, but he's got a better character. We do. We have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, we have Spritel Chudforth. He's the gnome <laughs> sewer municipal worker of Waterdeep, and the at, at the moment the resident leader as far as uh, his job hiring. Um, he's we had the sea mage. Yeah, and then we had the sea mage. Who's do we though? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. Have, that's good. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to throw in some kind of like, 
sea game. Like you guys are going to be all over the continent, so there'll they'll, they'll be a few boat uh, experiences. So they may hopefully he shine. Like now, if he fucks up out on the sea, then <laughs> <laughs> to rethink his character. Well, well when you have a wizard that, that doesn't have Arcana, I, I think you've probably already kind of screwed the pooch. Well, the, <laughs> well he's got uh, gust of wind. So that was no, he oh, needs okay. The, the, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well, he's got gust of wind to put out the fire that you need to see by, because no one else can see in the dark. That was <laughs> that was the that was the second uh, session. So you fuckers, go back and watch that. Oh. That wasn't too bad. That was good. I want to get, like I said, I want to get a few more dungeon tiles. I've got an oldie but a goodie. Um, first edition, advanced Dungeons and Dragons, uh, weapon versus armor class. Hmm. Did you use it or not? I can proudly say we did not. I thought there were the, those those tables and everything were interesting, but I didn't want to slow the game down. It was it was like uh, you know I, I memorized that was a break. That was a break. That, yeah. a break. that for me that was the. That was the, uh, the I, I can't, you know, that's, I can't do that. That's just, I, it's an interesting concept and adds some realism, but, you know. That made the weapon selection more important. Correct. Which now yeah. it is not necessarily. Correct, um, yes. So, <clears throat> I mean, at least in 5e, at least in Pathfinder, they still have crit modifiers, so you have your X3s by your X2s, 1920s. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's not... It's all dice, so mm. it's all the uh, accumulation of dice now. Gotcha. Which isn't bad. Yeah, never. Uh, I actually miss. Uh, remember Thaco? Yes. To hit armor class zero for all you youngins out there. <laughs> They're looking up that chart. I enjoyed that. Hit dice of the monster and figure out the Thaco. <laughs> Based on your level. Now, John, when did you come in? And uh, we may have mentioned this briefly, but well, now we may have talked about this in other podcasts, but not in our dungeon <laughs> roundtable. When did you start playing Dungeons and Dragons? What was your origin story? Uh, in high school, I played one like forty-five minute session with like one guy who was both DM and character before his mom called him for dinner. So we'll, we'll call that a, a, a you know, yeah, not adding to the story. Uh, but when I worked at a restaurant, one of the guys that had worked there previously had come back. He was in the Marines mm. and we, you know, struck up a friendship and he's like, Oh, you've never played. I'm like, Nope, never played. He's like, Oh, you got to play. We play all the time. So I played some second ed about 91 to say maybe 92. Mm. And then that group broke up and, you know, people. And then when I met you, we started playing probably not super long after that. I want to say it was maybe like 94, 95, 95, 96. Yeah, we started playing, um, yeah, around 90, I, 95. Yep. It feels like I've known you forever now, so it's hard for me to place dates. <laughs> you know, right? It's a good thing we're advancing. Yeah. So we, uh, so we played, and again, probably not for like a super long time, maybe a couple of months, a year, and then that year, sort of yeah. petered out. And then, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, when, when fourth edition came out, you were like, oh, we should totally give it a try. And I'm like, yeah, all right, well, well sure, we'll give it a try. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, and, you know, it's been like ever since, right? So, like, I've been gaming continuously since 2008 now. Uh, I would say you owe me big time, motherfucker. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and, and not only for for a return to uh, to RPG gaming, but um, you know at that time, so like 2009, then they released the um, the Penny Arcade podcasts, and I had never even heard of a podcast. You're like, I would just take music to work and listen to CDs all day, and then you're like, oh, you got to listen to this thing; it's really funny. And I'm like, I remember sending you talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that introduced me to a whole other world. So after that, I was listening to like, so it's all my shit, fault, 20 podcasts or something like that at one time. Cause I just go to work and just listen for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Cool. I think you touched on something too. Um, I hadn't thought of it until our local game store that all things fun opened a second location out of the base mm-hmm. and then closed our location mm-hmm. And you touched on it, a fellow from the military tried to bring you back in. I think there's a lot more gaming than we realize in the military. There is. Yeah, there. Yeah, there, there, in fact, there's been a – I think the, the gentleman over at Kenzer and Company that run the Knights of the Dinner Table, okay. I think they have a program, a charity, where they, they um, um, garner and gather games okay. send and send them over. Personnel over in the Middle East. Because it's a huge – it's it's a big thing. Okay. Because I think bandwidth is at a premium, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, tabletop stuff's the way to go. With it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, the camaraderie. I mean, the camaraderie just being in, a, in the military itself, but then around the game table, it's got to be really, you know, yeah. comforting. So, yeah. Well, and the thing so. that sucks with amazing discoveries is I don't. You can't get to that one on the base now, right? I mean, after like nine eleven, you everything at least it used to be all blocked up around the base like the roads were closed and everything it's difficult yeah i mean even even getting on to uh lakewood is a it's like a song and a dance yeah i don't i don't understand why they did that i i mean they've just completely eliminated their whole <laughs> their whole base there yeah well then they had the old fort dix trial and the fort dix six the terror terrorist thing going on there Back in 2006, 2007, so they they've really locked that stuff down. So having a having a, a gaming store that should be open to the public when gaming ba- on a, on a base now is just probably not the best business. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you know. Well, they're just driving more people over to like say family fun hobbies or something like that. I mean, there's still some some stores in the area over there, but. Oh yeah, you know, for yeah. for people coming from further south, going up to family fun is a hell of a drive. It is. It is. I remember in the in the eighties and nineties, there was. Um, I remember I hobbies. You remember the name? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not. not oh, okay. I don't think it was up in New York. Okay, it was. A, it was a chain. Okay. And they do models and trains and things like that. But they had a, they had a decent role playing section okay. and paints. Ralph Arthur and paints. Mm-hmm. You remember that, right, John? Up in the Burlington Mall. Yeah, we used to wander into that, in and out of there every weekend. Yep, <laughs> I'd make a pilgrimage to yep to the mall. So, about some mm-hmm. Walden Books did a pretty good job. Yes, they always had a good section in the eighties and nineties um, until they got pulled out. Uh, yep, by Amazon and Barnes and Noble's online stuff. Well, Barnes and Noble has to do the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, Walden Books, B. Dalton. Yeah, B. Dalton, and like I said, there was a bookend. It was more, uh, it was a little mom and pop kind of thing. Been, so, I think I was in a wizard store once out in California, which was interesting. We had one um, of the more some okay. all over here. Yeah. That was predominantly. That didn't stay open for very long, though. No, no it was, that was open for about four or five years. That was predominantly board games, um, uh, superhero paraphernalia, 
comic book comic book paraphernalia and they had a section in the back where you could sign up and pay a fee to play online games which was mm -hmm. that's annoying but uh for it being a wizard store, it was it was woefully short <laughs> on Dungeons and Dragons paraphernalia and uh, and whatnot. But it was almost like a comic book store with some video games in the back and and more board games. So I mean that's eighties. I remember walking up, riding my bike to the Cherry Hill Mall, and go book shopping. And back at the time, there was. Fantasy and science fiction had one or two bays. That's it. That's all you had. So your selection yeah. was very limited. Now you can't. There's just you can't keep up. It's it's unbelievable. It's just it's a genre now. It is. Which now, is good. And and a lot of board yeah. games and card games have become mainstream. Like mm -hmm. they they have a strategy section, mm -hmm. tactical game section, which has your Catan and all your yeah, you know, Carcassonne and yeah. oh yeah. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely commercialized to the point of mainstream uh, focus. I, I almost kind of like back in the day when it was just like this group of nerds. Not that it wasn't uh, uh, commercial as it was, but it was a there was a, a small community. Now I, I feel lost in a sea of of of, uh, of games. That, you know, which is why I keep coming back to Dungeons and Dragons and staying there and and and, and maintaining my my playing my flag on the dungeon crawls. So, I guess I just don't care enough to play other systems anymore. Yes. I just yeah, time being limited, it's not necessary. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, it's a big investment too for a whole group if no one has played, you know, say Shadowrun or something, to bring a whole group and be like, okay, mm -hmm. hey, let's let's stop what we're doing and everybody take three months to learn this whole new system yeah well, we um our sunday game the dm was into this um broken rooms it was a like a multi-dimensional game like uh, hmm. how earth skewed into parallel worlds on a particular date uh in, in a year so like there's 12 different facets of you know kind of like you know kind of like um dc posits to world this world that hmm. and they each have an event that skewed it off like an alien invasion or some sort of apocalypse mode. But the game ran on D12s, and so I thought we were going to run it for a long time, so I invested in D12. <laughs> and now I've got a freaking big pill cup full of D12s. <laughs> I don't I don't even wield them as a weapon, and well, I you, spell you, die. You, it's you, like, you, what the hell am I going to do with those? You need a battle axe to <laughs> Warhammer. To... <laughs> I've got a lot of D12s. Just put it that way. That's pretty funny. At least I didn't buy the book. I mean, dice I can live with. You know, yeah, yeah. Because we flipped away from it almost immediately. Because <laughs> well, I found it, it was a real depressing premise. It's like, mm. you know, the only fun thing to do was to go to a, one of the Earth altars and fight your way around to see how their were sucked compared to ours. Um, <laughs> it's like, that's depressing. I just want to go home. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. yeah. The, all the other worlds sucked. So, yeah. That's pretty fun. <laughs> it was fun. I think it's kind of like the strange, the the Monty Cook game. It's just kind of similar oh, premise. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. But I think it came out, it came out later, much earlier. So. Mm. Gotcha. So what else? What else? What else? Well, then, yeah. How are you feeling, well, right? So, right? I I taped 
Batman: The Killing Joke was on HBO or something the other day, so I taped yeah, it because there was a big buzz about it when it you know was coming out. I think 1980s calling it once their their vernacular <laughs> back. You taped. I, I DVR'd. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. I'm old. What do you want? So uh, so I settled in to watch it the other day. It was not fantastic, and I never read the graphic novel, so I can't compare the two. And I know there's some differences in the way that the the story was portrayed and whatever I, my feeling as a huge fan of the original batman animated series was that it did a disservice to that series to use that iconography to do that story i i, I didn't like it no how's it doing uh with the public um i i don't know i think it was like a straight to dvd kind of thing um, I know there was big buzz when they announced that, you know, they had Mark Hamill and, you know, Kevin Conroy and everybody to come in and do it. The, the, the way that they drew the Joker was not like the original, um, Batman animated series. Batman was pretty close, but a little different. Like it was similar, but not stylistically <laughs> the same. And of course the story is super dark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't care for it myself. Hmm. I don't, did you have you guys seen it or no? No, I've heard of it, but I have not. So basically, what you're saying is don't watch it. I saw it on the schedule today, but I didn't yeah. think about it much other. And the Phantasm, I think that's another one. Mass of the Phantasm was another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll skip it then, based on your recommendation. But I saw Dawn of Justice on also on HBO. I didn't see it in the theater. So, yeah. hmm. DC isn't doing it for me. That's just me. No. Suicide Squad was. <laughs> Deeply flawed. <clears throat> I don't know. It was all right. Visually, it was pretty yes. exciting. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, it, was good no, it was no Deadpool. It was no Doctor Strange. No, Doctor Strange was phenomenal. I was, loved, and I love Deadpool too. So. Yeah, Deadpool was 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 ridiculously funny. <laughs> so, so should we tell the Doctor Strange story? What you have a story? You do. So I'm, I'm walking around Walmart a couple of weeks ago, and Vince texts me and says, "Hey, I'm going to go see Doctor Strange." Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, uh, you know, it's you know, it's okay, blah blah blah, whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I haven't seen it. And I'm like, well, the movie's 30, 40 years old. What do you mean you've never seen it? And he's like, no, not Doctor Strange. No, the Doctor Strange is a Marvel movie. And I'm like, oh, okay. I like not Doctor Strange, love. <laughs> no, know why like, my mind went it, like- there first. Because I'm I'm sitting in the movie theater and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that was great. I I don't know why my mind went to that and kind of locked in on it and wouldn't let go like a pit bull, but I just yeah. for whatever reason assumed yeah. that like because they brought Blazing Saddles back, yeah, and there was a couple other things that were in the theater, so I I don't know. That was pretty fun. I got a good chuckle about that. It was yeah. silent on text for a moment. You're like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, there's that. Well, no, you're not not really, but in that moment, you just had a brain fart. You think yeah. those rings they needed? Yeah, that annoyed me. Yeah, I was annoyed too. I wasn't. I wasn't happy with that. I was happy with the. <laughs> I was very happy with the time shifting. Uh, the uh, the the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Avagamato was well done. Yeah, and but his I, cape was amazing yeah. with the ascension. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, the, the rings I didn't see. You no, know, that was that was that was a really weird 
odd contrivance. I don't know. And I like Tilda Swinton. I know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, she's. I she's, mean, if you're gonna fuck around, if Wong is a sorcerer, then Tilda Swinton can be Caucasian. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, that, Immortal can be black. I mean, it's you know, just go crazy. Yeah. It was. It was. The acting was very well done. Stanley's ninety-four. So what do you mean? He did, today's his birthday, isn't it? Happy birthday, Stanley! You old Happy bastard! Stan. You old bastard! Don't die on us. There's a lot of deaths going uh, on. Don't do it. Make it to 2017. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Look at Betty White poster or something. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to get by. (laughs) Yes. Oh, shit. How did you like Rogue One? I haven't seen it yet. So we haven't. I can't let you know. I would say uh, you will enjoy it greatly. That's what I've been told. And I was not a Force Awakens fan, so I'm hoping Uh for the best. For myself, Uh I've... I saw Empire Strikes Back in the movie theater. So I was in Morristown. Yeah, yep. Oh. Morristown Mall, <laughs> the Twin Eric Theater. I was uh, how old? What a twist! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, I, for myself, my enjoyment level, it was up to me. It's up there with my enjoyment level of Empire. I thought it was very well. A lot of nods to all three of the original. original. See, there's, there's no, there was no greater moment for me. In terms of the technology and just being admiring the technology, I was a senior, I think, in high school mm-hmm. when um, Return of the Jedi came out, yeah. and we hookied and we went to the theater. <laughs> and I think it was it was like knee deep in popcorn. They didn't oh, they, yeah. were, they were running. We were online. They were running uh, movies all day. They didn't clean shit. You mm-hmm. dust it off your seat and you kick the popcorn out of the way and you sat down. But that scene when they first. Warped into Endor, mm-hmm. and then they saw the Star Destroyers. When those Tie Fighters came at them in, yeah. in a in a friggin' circular pattern, yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, like yeah. I've lived long enough. <laughs> I've lived long enough to see this friggin' shot. Yeah, what a shot! Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, yep. Thank you. Yeah, that you was do, good. that was you, a great scene. You will like. You're you're gonna find many scenes like that in Rogue One. Right. You're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, I All was. Right. I was I, very. Uh, I want to enjoy one because I'm a little down. So yeah, I was very. I'm not the uh, franchise herders. So I was a little leery. Okay, but uh, like that, it, 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 I just got Dan bought, bought a ticket for everybody for Christmas, so we went and after work had some dinner, went over to see Rogue One. Like, wow, this is yeah, I like Good. this. Yeah, I want. I want to like it. You will. You will. I want to believe. That. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the last Star Trek. I'm. Wor- I think that. The franchise herders and, and that one is a problem. I'm not going to see the one on yeah, TV. Yeah, I'm just not happy. I'm not a happy camper. Yeah, and I didn't like Force Awakens. I don't know where they're going with. I that didn't thing. like that either. And that was. That was I, don't I don't know. That was that was horrible. If they want to do intermediate stories and they're better than their new arc, I'll be. I'll laugh my ass off. I'll yeah. Be no, don't be too <laughs> sure. What do you mean? I I saw it with my dad, fr- that Friday well, that I, and I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, John. John's okay. response was on text was meh. Meh. I, I My dad it was, loved it. He really enjoyed it, but I it just it left me flat. Okay. You're a dirty bastard. No, I could, I I'm on the precipice right now. It's got it, it's got to pull me back. It's I'm not. I think it will. I'm not an even keel on it, so I think it will. We'll see. Just That's just right. seeing a CGI fucking grandma Tarkin. I that see that, but somebody told me, I read that he looked a little too Polar Express. Was it a good look or not? It, it was a good look. I mean, when I, I I had to sit back and go, all right, that's that's not real. But that they did a they did a 
for something to look like someone who's fucking dead yeah. and go, that's somewhat believable. I, I like right. that. And I, I wish I could see CGI myself now and, and have it go to work for me. Come on. We're not at that point yet. Because they had a guy who looked like him at the end of, of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the deck with the Emperor and Darth Vader. Um, I love Peter Cush, I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope, it doesn't, I hope it doesn't snap me out. Some of these things snap me out. Gotcha. That's fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Like when I when we when I saw the Hobbit for the first when I saw the first Hobbit mm. when they did that high resolution shit yeah I didn't like it the Hobbit oh. or the Fellowship no the the, the Hobbit oh the remember? Hobbit the first Hobbit oh yeah, yeah they did I just looked at Bilbo's nose yeah and I was like ew <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing it's, it's like Polar Express they they fixed everything and then they ruined it it's mm. like they fixed it and then they just fucked it up I'm like ew gotcha. I saw Polar Express, snatched the Polar Express again. I hate it. It's an idiot. I've never seen it. It's terrible. All right. I'll... And, the, and the, the graphics are creepy. And all the, mm. it's all the whole thing. Polar Express. There you give go. Give me kids. Elf in a Christmas Story. Merry Christmas. Polar Express is creepy, children. Polar Express is creepy. And I, I have find a wonderful life Roxy, but that's it. No, I, I enjoyed more. And the Christmas Carol and all of this. I like Scrooge, Alistair, Sim. Alistair Sim, that's my, there was, that's um, my jam. Uh, there was also, um, ah, shit, what the hell's his name? Scrooged with Bill Murray. Bill like. Murray, that was actually okay. Um, I watched, on Christmas Eve, I watched the one with um, Gucci Scott. Okay. That's my no. favorite. Okay. Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Patton, you know, it's just uh, amazing. Bossler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That was fun. You know what? I think you need to regale the world with the percolator story. Uh oh. Oh, I can't do the percolator story justice. You got to do the percolator story. Come on. Because you were there. I mean, I can only I I can only tell a third party anecdotal. I mean. Yeah. Well, so we so we so as we became you know uh, so we so maybe we should tell this story. I met you because my ex wife's best friend started dating you. You right. guys broke up, and yes, we stayed we friends. And then I got we divorced, did, yeah. and we're still friends. <laughs> we got we got the best deal. Yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, right. So as it turns out, we have all these things in common: D and D, and camping, and all these different things. So uh, I sort of worked my way into your friend group, very. And in an ancillary fashion, I, you know, not that I was ever really close with any of those guys, but we used to go camping. Of, a lot of those guys were fuckers anyway, but you know. Yeah, well, um, so your your brother, who's a story unto himself. Uh, <laughs> so so you had gone up, I think, on Friday. You and Ralph and a couple of guys went early. Yeah, You're going to get the campsite, get everything all set up. We had so up, me, we had gone up, and we Rich, had up, we had gone up on Thursday. Hmm. Canada. So I'd taken off on Friday, so I was going to meet Rich and then your brother. We were all going to meet at your mom's house, and we were going to take off from there. We are all going to go in Rich's car. So I, we were supposed to meet at whatever, like X time, 8 o'clock. So I get there at like quarter of. Rich gets there, you know, like 10 of. We're waiting. We're waiting. It was like we're an waiting. hour, wasn't it? I don't remember how long it was because it's been so long now. So you call it a half an hour at least. You know, yeah. we're calling you. Where's Chris? And, you know, I, I don't have his number. I don't know, remember if Rich had his number. 
and you know, try to call him or text him or whatever. So he shows up whatever half hour, hour late. And we're like, you know, his girlfriend, fiance at the time, she drops him off. He's like, you know, dude, what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, we had to like go out for breakfast and I'm not going to see her for a couple of days, blah, blah, blah. There's like three that are rich, and I'm I'm aggravated. I don't say anything because it's your brother. I don't know. You know, I mean, like not like we we're friends for years and years. So he's like, throw your shit in the fucking car. He's like, oh, don't talk to me like that. He's like, do you have the coffee pot? No, I don't. I got to go in. I get it. He's like, get the fucking percolator. So like 8.30 in the morning, he's screaming at your brother in the middle of the street. Just get the fucking percolator. He's like. Don't talk to me like that. Don't ask. Get the fucking percolator. We gotta fucking go, Boba. It's a two-hour drive. So this one, I mean, it went on for like, ah, oh man, it had to be like five or ten minutes. The rich just screaming at your brother to get the percolator. <laughs> Looking great. So he pounded all the way up in the car. Oh yeah. Oh my that god. Fucking, you told me that. I was just. I I, I still chuckle to this day. Go inside and get the goddamn fucking percolator. Yeah, it, it was it was it was something to behold. <laughs> oh my god, that percolator is still in the house here. Is it really? <laughs> it's, it's buried in the closet. I'm looking at the closet right now. Here, in the closet. Yeah, it's a, a good many camping trips. Yeah, that was uh, that was camp. We called we dubbed Camp Graywater. That was at um, that was at Stokes. Stokes Forest. Mm. It was interesting. The first day it rained, like a son of a bitch. Everything was soaked. When you came down, it was okay, and it was thereafter. It was we had good weather, but uh, that was a good trip. I think that trip. first night we came up, we all huddled in the uh, in the bathroom. They had like you know the you know it's like the park, so they have like the heated bathroom. <laughs> we were all huddled in there in the heat because it was cold and wet. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah. It's before we had the fire going in the evening. Yeah, that, that kind of sucked a little bit. <laughs> that, that, that dampened, yeah, the spirit. Yeah, those were fun times. Yeah, we did the we did a, and then we did a fall camping trip, and we always say, and I would always like, oh, we'll play D and D, and I would bring them. Like, I it would be too cold. There's no table. There's, well, we had a table. But we would bring yeah. we, we sheets would blow away. I, oh yeah, I was. John was in the scouts. I was in the scouts. Uh, Mark, who was at the time. Um, our friend, he was went with us. He was in the scouts as well. So we, we sort of had that scout mindset: be prepared. And we, what we did in scouts with the table, the patrol box, the the canopy, the tent where you have your your eating area, that poured it over to our personal okay. lives later. So that's how we set up our our our, um, our baseline camp as a as a scout camp. So we had the table. We had the you know the heaters and the tents. We had the lanterns. We had the patrol box with all the the cook cookware and our food, our cooler. So it was it was it was a, a very sophisticated. In fact, I remember um, back in the nineties, park rangers would always pull up in their vehicles, maybe a couple hundred yards away, and turn off their light, and then walk up and try to catch you drinking because you're kids. And like we're not we weren't doing that. And I remember one guy just kind of like tilting his hat, his hat back on his head, scratching his head. He's like, God, you guys got a pretty sophisticated setup here. <laughs> I'm like, well, we were scouts. Right. He was trying to find, he was trying to catch us. Like we weren't, that wasn't our thing. It wasn't, you know, wasn't enjoyable. No, we always brought rum or wine. Cause we do like hot apple cider with rum 
Or we'd bring up wine oh, later for on, dinner. Always bring white wine and have it with the chicken we would cook in the uh, in the uh, the fire later on. But mm-hmm. when we were younger, underage, we didn't you know we didn't fool around with that. Yeah. But we never played D and D. The shit would blow away, and then we just never. It was too cold, or you know, you're away from the fire. It seemed like too much effort. Yeah, we good ambiance. Would... Well, we brought cards. I usually bring the chessboard. Oh yeah, I remember playing chess. Yeah. Yeah, we bring books. Ralph would just would bring Ralph. like a backpack full of books and just sit in his tent the whole weekend. <laughs> I remember that he was reading Dune novels. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Oh shit balls. Good times. Mm-hmm. Now we're old and tired. Yeah. Now we're doing this. Now I'm drinking sangria around a, a podcast. <laughs> I'm just out on out on the ground, out in the woods since went to summer camp. We did overnight trips. Like, yeah. Away from the cabin and whatnot. Yeah. I hate. It. <laughs> yeah, I like. I like a bed. I still. Sorry. I still like that stuff. I like a bed. Well, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, if you've given the choice, mm-hmm. but. There's something to be said about roughing it here and there. Here and there. Here and there. You know, every once once every decade. I did my hairs. And, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do my theirs another 10, 20 years. <laughs> theirs is yet to come. The only the only camping you're doing is your character in D&D. Yeah. Club Med without AC. Exactly. <laughs> a couple of those. And it does, that's tough. That's, that's, that's true. Roughing it. That is, yeah. You know. Soft. Out there without your... Uh... <laughs> I was doing <laughs> Go inside and get the goddamn fucking percolator. Oh my god! Do you need a coffee? Even we did. We needed coffee. We had this shit. Gotta have coffee. Oh yeah, camping and coffee goes hand in hand. That in a, a, a large bucket barrel of cheese balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun. We had to hang our stuff. I remember that because it was red squirrels. It was way stuff. up in the it was way up in the Adirondacks in New York. Yep. Red squirrels and, and uh, raccoons. A lot of beavers. Bears. A lot of beaver dams. Really, you'd be walking along a trail, and sometimes, like all of a sudden, you notice that there was a bunch of logs, <laughs> and there's fucking water right up here. Oh, sure. Literally, your trail with fully grown trees yeah. is an ancient beaver dam. Oh wow! Set back the water. Oh wow! Like, and you're walking right past the dam. Hoping that's not going to explode yeah, like, outwards and well, it obviously didn't because there's full grown trees. In, you well, know. that's true. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want it to blow right there. That's the beaver. That is pretty cool. Freaking beavers. They're fucking beavers. Fuck them. Honestly. And, but they never. There were never. I don't think there were. They were like a. There was a giant like saber tooth version of beavers in Game World, but they mm. never made like a sentient race like the badgers. Oh yeah, yeah. You figured they would because they already had architecture. So you might as well, yeah. But. <sighs> You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to use the facilities. Oh, boy. Oh, my oh boy. God. Here you go. <laughs> coming back out the other way. Oh. Nobody needs to know that. All right. Well, they do now. Now they know. Knowing's half the battle. Yo, Joe. Yeah. That's right. You good? Yeah. So, I guess you guys probably covered this before, but um, how long have you been playing D&D now? What? I mentioned last time I got a blue box when I was in junior high from my aunt, and... Opened, cracked it, but didn't really have a, a set of gamers to play it with. I didn't start playing till we played AD&D in high school for me, which was probably 80, 81. So I've been playing for like well over 30 years. So right. good long time. And, and AD&D, you, 
we segue to second edition, and then third, then fourth, and all on all along the way. So, but a good yeah, one. Did you do Pathfinder too? Oh uh, yeah, but that's um, I play. I don't, don't don't really play that with my core group of high school friends. Uh, there's still D and D iterations of D and D. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, got into Pathfinder. Really, when I moved here, uh, we well, that's not true. I played a little when I lived in Brooklyn. Um, went to a friend's house up in the Bronx. He was DMing. Uh, and I've been playing Pathfinder down here too. So, also a uh, little Thirteenth Age. Um, what else? Um, just different little games. Um, we played uh, that Monty Cook game, not the Strange uh, Numenera. Played that. Yep. Um, yeah, a couple things. Not a big played played my board game phase was in college, but I always found it antagonistic. I didn't really like it. So hmm. I don't play to this day. Like my my group, my Sunday group has board game days, and I don't even bother. I just, don't worry about I, that. Yeah. I like playing in a group collectively to an end, as opposed to fighting. But there are a lot of board games that do that now, like you know, Forbidden Island, or you know, Betrayal at the House on the Hill, to a greater or lesser extent. Oh, we probably got them. <laughs> yeah, all the ones yeah, they I, seem to play. Right. Now. So, right. I hear you. But, yeah. I I like an antagonistic game like you know some abstract like strategy. I, I have a lot of two player stuff because I love playing that stuff with my brother. Because then when you win, it's like fuck you, I beat you. I find it frustrating. I I found the games like we used to play um, Illuminati. We used mm. to play Diplomacy, but where you have to get somebody to go your way instead of somebody else's way, mm. I think just breeds frustration. It's not like. If you're an individual player, win or lose, that's different. Yeah. But where it's gang up tactics, um, you know, people support your move, people, you know, support your initiatives or don't. I just think it breeds bad feeling when they don't, you know, yeah. even if it's just a freaking game. And that's just how I it clicks in for me. And knowing me, I don't like to get involved. So gotcha. I just don't play it that way. So yeah. <clears throat> I get frustrated enough my my English play this game May I, this like elaborate card game. Hmm. And I just get frustrated losing hands, so I know if they were all getting, if they were all playing against me, I'd be furious. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> flip the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Banner Santa. Be like, uh, I didn't see the new one, but we watch that every the year. Brian character and the uh, nice dinner table just flipping the table. Well, what about you, Vince? Do you do any board gaming? Um, a few times with my nephews, a couple maybe you know a year or so ago, but I. Not lately, no. It's been uh, it's been a long time since I've actually board gamed. Hmm. Okay, we're talking about it. There's just so much out there now, and the board games. Well, I played Wrath of a Shardalon with Gabe a little while ago. That's still a freaking. I saw it in uh, the like, over the other day. Yeah, I'm like it's still sitting on the shelf. Yeah, I'm like, god damn, it just takes forever. <laughs> I, I I can't. Yeah, it's it's like I'd rather play a, a really good game of Risk. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, which also takes from. Well, if I, I was to say, let me clarify that. If I if I'm going to spend that much time on a board game, I'd rather either play chess or or play Risk. Um, mm-hmm. I just now I prefer the um, with limited time. I would prefer to play the quick quick pace games, quick pace card games and whatnot. You know, you know kittens in a blender or exploding kittens or <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, things like that, have sort of appeal to me now, just because they're 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 short time span. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that I, if someone said, "Hey, I this new board game, you want to you want to try it out?" It's it's you know let's play it. I two years ago um, I was playing a one of the one of the I think it's Chaosium or not one of the Call of Cthulhu board games. Like I'm like, or something. Something I'm like motherfucker that these the convoluted you got. You actually need to like you have to prep for those games. Yeah. I can't stand it. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing this. I mean, it, just, it just totally takes. If I can't sit down in 15 to 20 minutes and learn the rules and teach them, I don't want to be like playing the game and going back to the rules and then discussing the rules and going back to the game. The next thing you know, you got to fucking go to bed and get up for work the next day. I no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you, Call of Cthulhu games. No. That's why RPGs, you learn the rules, you keep playing the same damn game. Mm-hmm. You're, it's episodic. Mm-hmm. And you're, but you're not changing the rule set. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So learning, I, I can't do it, McNabb. No, not doing it. Maybe that's the same way of talking, and I may change that later, but I'm not. Yeah. How about you, John? Are you, you with the board games like that? Yeah, uh, a lot more now since starting the podcast. Like I used to do like Parcheesi and, you know, those sorts of things. Um, But now with, you know, doing reviews for the podcast and everything, uh, I've gotten into it a lot more. Well, I've gotten a lot of feedback here. Hmm. Oh, now now we're fine. Our family Um, game, when we were kids, was you remember a game called Masterpiece? Like the Parker Brothers game? Mm -hmm. We used to love playing. Oh, yeah. We each each get a character in a bit of the paintings. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was it was relatively fast paced. Yeah. And I always played Manfred von Oberlitzer. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm like you to a certain extent. Yeah, I like the shorter. I like the shorter. Like Vince was saying, I like shorter games. Like I'm more of a filler game guy. Okay. So. Yeah. Or, or something that plays in, you know, an hour or less. Like I just picked up Splendor, which is a lot of fun. Which really. <sighs> It doesn't have a theme as much as it is just a pastiche. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's a set collection game, and it has nice art, but the theme is almost non-existent. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you're just kind of going along, and somebody will score one point, somebody have three points, and then, boom, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to win in, like, two turns. It just completely takes off, like, halfway through the game, which I really <laughs> enjoy. That's kind of um, cool. There's a lot of things. Yeah. It's all about – I think we were talking about this – and we were just you and I talking is is um, is building tension. Like mm-hmm. when I when I when I do writing and writing my stories, it's it's all about the building of the tension, and that's the same thing with Dungeons and Dragons, and even something as simple and as as time constrained as a board game is the tension. That's yeah. that's drama. That's life. That's what humans thrive on. Just looking at what's on TV. It's drama. Um, social media is drama. So it stands to reason these small little snippets of of time constrained drama it's appealing. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it somehow it speaks to us. Right? Well, and, it, and it's just for good you or know, for real. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say for good or for real. It's you know it's 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 there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know because of what we do, you know, the gaming is just an extension, and it's just it's such an inherently social activity. It's just it's really cool because. You know, and I've said this before on the podcast. I mean, we had the opportunity to meet and and become friends with so many cool people, and you know, try out all these different games, and you know, do all these different things. So it, it just, you know, for people who are more introverted, which it seems like everybody that we talk to, for the most part, ourselves included, <laughs> uh, you know, gaming allows people to kind of 
break out of that shell because you can you can sit and play and not talk as you know sometimes that happens or you know you depending on what you're playing you know you may be concentrating or whatever you know if you're playing something like you know pairs from cheap ass games it's just more of a you know a party style game there's a lot of like back and forth and people are like oh you know and you know we've had people you know it's it's just a, it's a lot of fun and doing stuff with the with the board game meetup is just really cool because you know it does bring you into the sphere of a lot of other people and then you get introduced to other games and then they bring other people and it's it's just a really cool thing to be a part of oh yeah yeah that if that's if you're setting aside a time especially something like a meetup and gathering a group of people together random people together for you know a couple hours and you're doing board games yeah that's that's great I think that's that is you, you're correct. It's very cool. There's a lot. There's a lot of enrichment there. That's for sure. And it just does nothing for me. <laughs> no, I, I, I get nothing. No, it's just, yeah. I, I like to play in a game. It's episodic, hmm. and I it, I don't have that much time. Hmm. So the time I put into it, I want it to. I want to advance. I like gaining levels. Hmm. I like getting treasure, earning points, yeah. improving my stats. I like to to take a guy someplace. Fair to enough. Think I'm on a journey of development as well as a journey of yeah. Um, no, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing how you and Aaron's character work out because there was a little bit of sweet attention with the uh, wow. the gold the gold visoring. Just like I uh, love it. <laughs> I, I mean, John, you remember I was you, your character was marked for death in our last. <laughs> I remember. I Aaron, you're, Aaron like, might, you're like Aaron, oh, Aaron, might learn, Aaron might learn my. Uh, you're like oh that's it you're dead you're dead. <laughs> I was waiting for him to get wounded. I was going to clip you. So, um, but since I'm the healer, so, and when Aaron needs it, I'm like, just pull the plug. So, that's, well, that, that, well, that's a character. I was not happy with him. Yeah. Not, you, know, you, don't, you don't rob the dwarf. No. <laughs> I robbed it. Nobody yeah. robs the dwarf. <laughs> so are, are you comfortable talking about that story, James? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Okay, because it because it seemed like afterwards everything kind of sort of fell apart from there. And I, I think I've told the story. I think I've told the story on air before. Um, That's possible. But uh, so I I, I like that campaign. I love playing that guy. He was a fun character. Yeah. Um, but just if not if for nothing else, then you know because we we had a, a tango in the party that you know. Yeah. That was game. It was too much. God well, did we? Well, did we? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I don't. Did you know? Did you, did you have a sense that I was going to clip the next chance I got? <laughs> Probably. So, so, right, so, not, so let's, let's, the funny thing is, I don't remember what he did wrong. I remember I wanted to kill, but I don't remember what he did. I don't remember anymore. That's what, a what typical relationship. Yeah, I don't remember how you came offense, but you did something. I was. You did something, you fuck. All right, all right. So let me. So let's let's set the scene. So I'm You're playing not, an assassin character. And, there you go. Go ahead, John. And and Vince, <laughs> and I, percolator. like in an offhanded comment, you know, because there was like an animated snowman that you guys had, and Gabe had his monkey, and all uh, these different uh, things were going on. And I'm like, it would be cool if I could have a raven, because the guy was an assassin. He right. worshipped the Raven Queen, and he was like, "All right, we could do that." I'm like, it doesn't have to do anything. I don't care. Like, I just want to have it. So it's just there. Give as, me like, a raven, you, know, you fuck. <laughs> so. As we're playing the game, and I'm, you know, I'm playing via Hangout because I'm here in Arizona. He starts texting me on the phone, and the Raven starts to talk to me, and it's telling me like all this crazy shit, like kill this guy, do this, blah blah. So, you know, my guy starts freaking out, like, oh my god, the Raven Queen is speaking to me. So I think in this particular, and this had gone on for I think a session or two, 
And I think in this particular session, the, the, the Raven comes down, it starts talking to me, and in combat, my guy is prone in the graveyard because the Raven is speaking to him. You guys are fighting. It took me like four rounds to get into combat. Yeah, remember that? So we, we get down. We get down into this tunnel system or in, into the crypt or something, whatever it was. And it was underneath, it was underneath the church. Yeah. So Gabe's character goes through this portal and says, there's this undead army on the other side of the portal. So he I comes back. He fucking and fucking wandered off again. Yeah, again. So he comes back yes. and says something. And, says something. and I'm like, hey. We this is an affront to the Raven Queen. This this can't stand. We've you know we've got to take care of this. And James rather flippantly was like, eh, "Fuck the Raven Queen! Like we're going back to town or whatever." <laughs> so, without, without actual physical like without drawing blood or anything, my guy gets up behind him and puts a dagger to his throat. And was like, "What the what fuck did you just say?" Yeah, you and say it just kind of spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> Because I just got, but there got was, quiet and I didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, overt, you were pissed. But I was just like, click, he's dead. Just, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, oh, he's dead. I'm going to get him. You're dead. You're dead. Next dead. time he's down, I'm going to burn him. I remember. You're just like, you're dead. That's it. You're dead. I and I, and I think you had, you had said something to the effect, I think, either in character or, or you know, maybe later or whatever. But, it, you know, he didn't, he didn't stab you. He didn't, like, there was no... You know, it was just more, and and I think, I think his behavior had been telegraphed over the course of the session that something was not necessarily right at the time, um, and and I, and, I, and it was to the point where like I think you were mad in real life because I'd sent emails like, hey, this is what's going on with the character, blah blah blah, no hard feelings, I don't want you to be upset or anything, and then I, I don't think we played. Like ever again again after that session. I was like, oh, he's dead. He's still dead. You're dead. You're dead. (laughs) I'm not going to say boo-boo. And when it happens, it happens. It's going to be a nice organic death. (laughs) A nice organic death. But it was your fault? You were were the one who put the raven in his ear? What? You were going to get him killed. I figured. (laughs) Oh, it's my fault. You know what? We've got a fun... Non talking sentient animated snowman, which Disney ripped me off. And yeah. uh, they did this fucking box. I had Rodney for years before. Fuck them. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, that was actually a very good. That was a really good. Uh, this you know, the Frost Tower. Yeah. Yes. That was that was fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, John's like, oh, yeah. And I figured, you know what? It fits with his character and assassin and the Raven. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like it, like sort of a like, the Raven was almost, almost like a um, ascension sword that would push you to to fight to push you over, based around the Raven Queen and her 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 uh, persona, would push that character in that direction. And that's what I wanted. I figured that'd be really that would be kind of cool. And that fit for his assassin character. We didn't think it would piss the dwarf off in such fashion. No, he was he. That was a dwarf. He was the Zalabin. Oh, yeah, Z- uh, Zalabin. He was the Genasi. The Genasi, yeah, yeah. Well, it pissed the fire Genasi off. He was pissed. <laughs> God damn it! Zim Zim Zalabin. That was, that was a good game. That was, I mean, a, good that was a good party. That was a good party. That, we had that was, uh, Dan was really versatile. He, he pulled out all the stops as a druid. He did really well. Dan did very well as a druid. Yeah. yeah. Dan, 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 Dan. Not for anything, Dan. You, but you. Dan and John, and even Aaron now, 
uh, and Gabe is coming into the fold. You guys are doing really good role play together. Very, very happy with you guys. It's not all about the role play. It's about the role play. It is. It really is. The camaraderie. Dan is really on point. Scores expression points. Exactly. <laughs> what did you say, John? I said Dan is really on point. I've, I've really been enjoying the way Dan's been playing. Dan's Dan, – you know, it's funny because at, at work we talked about that. Um, I think it, may, giving him the hook was the right move. Yeah. It really helped him. So. Yeah. It, it pushed him into it, – it, it forced him to take that character. And because it's, it's, it's a, a little gnome kind of guy with, like, a, an interesting shtick, it forced him to role play. You know, you had to. You, right. you couldn't. You could not not do that. So, but you're right. It, it's he's on point with that. It's very good. And the whole <laughs> municipal sewer worker that's got to <laughs> fill out forms and shit, and then take it back and report is just do that. That's uh, got a kick out of that. Mm-hmm. So, each person's going to have their own little story point, which will each game will bring up. You know, will have their own um, thrust. And Aaron hasn't given me offense yet. Mm-hmm. It's just that. From now on, we're all gonna we're gonna have to search the body. You're gonna have to break up the body searches because we know he won't come across. Yeah. So for now, I'm gonna be like, well, I searched this one and this one. I'm gonna point them out. Just say that. Until, yeah. And then mechanically, yeah. When that becomes cumbersome, if mm. he comes back around, it'll all be forgotten. Gotcha. But if he's gonna keep, you know, he's a rogue. He's a rogue. Yeah, but yeah. You know. He's yeah. playing himself in real life. He's kind of. And that's you know, okay. Um, <laughs> but I play myself in real life. Very yeah. roguish. <laughs> But no, it's, it was it was a good character. It's very the the. the uh... I'm gonna do the first stage reaction is to change the methodology. Gotcha. Second stage reaction will become punitive. So okay, that's just me. So that's John, the... I give, I'm gonna give one more chance than I was gonna I, give you. Sorry, buddy. And the punitive is you're dead. When he's down, punitive he, damages. When he's down, I, I'll clip when he's down if yeah. it comes to it. So like, how do you like that? <laughs> sorry, sorry there, buddy. Was the a, surgeon yeah. is not the person you want to piss off on the table. <laughs> That's off. true. You piss you off wanna, the surgeon. You want to fuck with the doctor. That's doctor mm-hmm. is real. It. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, a very pleasant. And it, for those of you, I mean, I, we keep harping on this. We're saying not because we're there and we're playing it. We have some kind of, you know, arrogance. But uh, it was a really good game. We enjoyed it. Everyone had fun. And I think you'll enjoy watching it, putting it on the background while you, I don't know, you do your laundry, you do dishes, you, you're, you're cleaning, just throw in the background and listen. That's what I often do with podcasts. Um, if you don't want to catch the YouTube and have one eye on it, you can go ahead and listen to our MP3. And John, where can you find us? Uh, you can find all of our awesome content at legendsoftabletop.com. Excellent. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of a plea here. Please go out. If you do enjoy listening to us, just let us know in a one-word response and some feedback. Go to iTunes. Go to Sound. I, we prefer iTunes because their algorithm, their search algorithm, is based on uh, both downloads and feedback. So if you could go to iTunes and say, "Hey, I this was kind of cool. I, I um, recommend give it. You know, do your rating. That would be great. We're not asking for money. We're just asking you to go ahead and give us a listen and go ahead and give us a rating." Give us a review. Give us some feedback. If we're doing something you don't like, let us know. That's the only way we grow. It's like building a muscle. If we if we don't give it some tension and some challenge, we're not going to grow. So you bastards listening later, I know there's a couple people watching now. 
Thank you for watching. Um, thank you for listening. Go ahead and rate us and give us a review. If it's a bad one, eh, okay. We'll take it and we'll learn from that. But, uh, yeah. So how was that, John? Was that good? That, that's good. If, bad reviews are fine, but leave constructive criticism. Just saying, hey, this well, sucks yeah, is yeah. not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You say, yeah. You say, this sucks. That, first of all, that's juvenile. And uh, that's not going to help us. You have to say, this sucks because this sucks. This is why this sucks. Or, hey, this is why this is good. And then we can use that as a springboard for further podcasts and learning. That's the only way we learn. That's the only way you learn. And we don't want to seem like we picked on Gabe just because he wasn't here. No, Gabe's, Gabe's no, a good guy. Gabe is a, we love Gabe. Gabe's a, a, a super guy. Gabe's, Gabe's a good role player, a good character. And uh, we look forward to having him back on the uh, both the, the, the Roundtable podcasts. Which will be his first. Yeah, he hasn't even been on yet. God damn it. You can't say back. Yeah, back. <laughs> we look forward to having him on Busted yes. and Cherry on the first <laughs> – Coming in on the third one, which we'll have probably sometime either in late January or early February. Maybe we'll do one for my birthday. Birthday's in maybe, February. Maybe explain, you know, why he keeps the same mini. I've got a guy in my Sunday game who plays hmm. the same mini, the same unpainted swordsman <laughs> for every race, gender, and class. Nice. And we're like, we get you, dwarf, dude. Yeah, and he's, he's just like, he's attached no, to it, right? He's attached to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it's stupid. <laughs> that's just me. I don't know. I like kind of like to represent. Yeah. My guy. yeah. So that's just. I agree. But if you're attached to a mini, paint it. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking yeah. paint it. Like <laughs> I would paint it. Seriously, Aaron was going to use a bugle, one of your bugles, to Fuck it. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Remind me to bring the bugles. Bring your bugles. Yes, yeah, so I'll make sure we have the. Yeah, the bowls for you to, <coughs> to munch out of. Um, no, I'm we, crinkling. You know, it, it was loud. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah it, me too. Sorry, when I was crinkling, it wasn't your fault. I mean, you didn't know. Damn, right, this, it wasn't my fault. It's your fault. You fuck. This microphone picks up sound pretty good. Um, but I, I, I'm gonna try to get some more. And if you're listening, Dwarven Forge, um, <laughs> yeah, tweet out our own stuff for that. Anytime we, uh, we have some Dwarven Forge. 3D dungeon tiles, which we will hopefully the next game have some more of those. Those are always fun. The lighted ones are amazing. Yeah. The little LEDs, it's that's cute, fantastic. I wouldn't use the word cute. The brazier, the brazier, the brazier, the brazier, which I think Gabe knocked over his character. Well, he turned it off. I know that because he gusted wind of it. He gusted wind of it. Yeah, but it, before that, before you blasted the door open, the other brazier you knocked over yeah. into the pool. God damn it! Fuck! And he gave him the folding gate. He didn't use fold it. The, the IKEA. <laughs> He's gonna he, do damage with that. One. He's totally gonna do damage with that. That's gonna be fun, but he's not he's not high level enough to he's really still get taking in there. samples, so he's, he's taking, sa he's taking see, samples. See, see urine samples and, and all kinds of slime, slime samples, samples and stool samples. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Especially with the, the man the, from the sea. That's right. The the aquatic mage who has nothing to do with anything even aquatic and even when he's on the sea. Fourth level, I'm gonna brain him. <laughs> You're dead. You're dead. That's just you're dead. You better pick up. I want a magic missile. I don't want scorching ray. I don't want to hear nonsense. <laughs> pick them up. And at fifth level, you're gonna take fireball and lightning bolt. I don't want to hear your nonsense. You Not for anything. Yeah, I know, right? Spritle, the the the, the uh, thief. He's got more. He's got the. What, he's got better cantrips. He he's has, got fireball. Yeah. He's casting more magic than the mage. I'm gonna have better can when I hit fourth level. I'm taking magical aptitude. I'm getting okay. pick up cantrips because somebody's got to. I've got to pick up the slight. God damn it, Gabe! Gabe, 
Seriously. Be a mage. Be a mage. Be a, ma be a mage. You could be a mage. That's right. You can, you can do it. <laughs> we shall see. We'll see. The next game, like I said, the next game will be on uh, the 28th, John, the Saturday. Yep. All right. I already Saturday, put it on the calendar. 28th, 8 p.m. Excellent. Yeah, I might respond to the email. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> is, is James alive? <laughs> James lives. When you, when you texted me back, I'm like, oh, it's a miracle. Wife's like, Vince just texted you. I'm going to give you a contact. <laughs> What? She's, your wife she, at your she's the one. Who, she's the one who responded. What? She, she made the first response. Okay. Like, I mean, like that. Can James come out and play on the twenty eighth? <laughs> you should just have his wife's. Because uh, uh, we were on group text for the holidays uh, about okay. who's bringing what to what. So she gotcha. was looking at that. You popped in in the middle in media stress, oh, okay. and she just fixed it up so that you would be there. And she made the first response. Gotcha. So, should I answer this guy? I'm like, yes. Yeah, say yes. Okay. Well, she knows who I am. We met. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We we saw um, not one of the hobbits. That's right. The last one. Yeah. That's the last one. The fights. <sighs> yeah. What didn't you like about it? The worms. Oh, that was um, too dunish. The where the hell will those rams come from? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was ridiculous. What else? I didn't like the whole series. The series made mistakes. They they pre presumed that it was the Arkansas was the problem. They never mentioned the dwarven ring. Yeah. Whatever. Oh. Yeah. Well, in, in, in to be fair, in the book, the Arkansas was the was the was the focus, but they didn't. It was the it. focus, but it wasn't what drove them crazy. Yeah, it wasn't what drove Thorpe crazy or no. Thorne crazy. No, it no, was no. Ring that drove them crazy. Yeah. So, um, I think it cheapened it. Having them attack Moria without the war didn't mm. make any sense either. The point was that Thor got killed by Azog originally. Yeah. And they did the War of the Dwarves and Orcs was a war of vengeance. None of that happened. It's just like, yeah, let's go. They attacked Moria, but we didn't go in. Well, we, yes. we beat them, but we didn't some go in. It some, didn't make sense. Well, so. some of that was drawn out of the Silmarillion, so I... Not, not, but that not was for anything. Not many people have read that and have you fucking know what that is. So it's Actually, like, that, that part, no, that was the appendix of, of Return of the King. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The appendix so. in the Silmarillion, yeah. Something was all about Negron and Belwast. Yeah. A lot of uh, very um, very prose added like mythology, like that, that's that's what, what a great book. Oh yeah, that's what Tolkien wanted. He's like, we don't have we don't have our own mythology because the whole King Arthur myth was predominantly French, and England, the Tour. Yeah, England was lacking in a, in a uh, deep, steeped mythology. So there were there were flaws in both movie series. Mm -hmm. uh, but what was your favorite? What of the trilogies that the Hobbit run or the Fellowship or the Return? Of the I, I, I think there were they there were fewer flaws in, in the, the Lord in of the, the, the Rings trilogy. Correct. Some some aspects of of Hobbit I just couldn't get behind. Hmm. I just couldn't do it. Um, not that there weren't mistakes in Return of the King. I could see why they cut the Hobbit part. Hmm. Um, Hobbit's tough. That's a that's a tough kettlefish. That's a that would be a rough sell because it's kind of like you're you're. It's everything's done and over with, and you're building it back up again. And at the end, it's like the day the day no more already happened. We're done. Destroy the ring. That that's it. Stop. <laughs> but and the depiction of Dol Guldur in in the Hobbit, I didn't like it. No, I, didn't, I, I that, 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 that actually sugar, so. yeah, that actually annoyed me. Um, the, the 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 Nazgul were never entombed together. No. Um, Gandalf was never captured in a birdcage. <laughs> um, none of that should happen. Yeah. Thrain was there. That's where he got the key. Yeah. And that's where he took back the last ring. 
all that stuff was important, yeah. and they just didn't mention it. They they um, went right over that and rehistorized re that. I think the, the the funnest part, the thing that I liked the best, which was an alteration, was that Thranduil had fought dragons and he was hiding his facial disfigurement. Oh yeah, that was a that made because that gave him that explained his character where poor Denethor never got a break. Yeah, Thranduil got a break which didn't exist, and Denethor never got a break where there was a perfect opening because yeah. he had a palantir and nobody knew it mm -hmm. in the damn movie series. Yeah, they all. He had was just a freaking knight. He was just a madman. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like literally, you know, not, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't. Yeah, you read the books. Yeah. He said, "The eyes of the White Tower are not blind." He had a palantir, the so they, not they had the, they kept the line and they didn't keep the mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't add that, which is very strange to me. Because it would have been so simple. Even at the, he could have done it in seconds. He could have jumped off the pyre and dropped the pounder out of his sleeve, yeah. like like Iron Man did, and, 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 and ran off the thing. Fine, yeah. everything else would have been fine. And he would like, oh, that's why he's a friggin' madman. Because because mm. he had a pounder. Makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, because no, he's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, anyone who had not read the books or knew the history would like would left like what the fuck? He's just he's just mad. That's a that's a the plot contrivance. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Fuck it. Till next time. Until exactly. they do until they do tour and tour and bar. And we'll see. Exactly. Uh, all right. I think we're coming up on the uh, hour and forty five minute mark. So we'll I think well James is fighting a cold. I've got to get up early, so does he. Well, no, he doesn't. He sleep. No, he doesn't. James, James is going to take a convalescent sleep. James is going <laughs> <laughs> to drink his healing potion. He wants to catch Rogue One, maybe tomorrow. So you should go see Rogue One. Yes. He wants to see it before everybody gets out of work. Yes. Yeah. Do, do a do a uh, matinee. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow tonight. Get the nice plush seats. There you go. Don't fall asleep. Yeah. Well, if you take a nap and you get up and go, you'll be fine. Yeah. That'll keep you awake. I hear no, it will. It, yeah, there's no, there's no law. Yeah, so there's it no, it's nonstop action, though. Did you guys see Arrival? I can recommend Arrival. I heard that was good. Amazing movie. Is that good? See Arrival. <laughs> okay. Amazing movie. Yeah. I highly recommend That's There's pods landing and... It's very cool. Yeah. It's just a cool... Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to tell you too much. It's okay. a great movie. Go okay. see, I'll see the theater. All right. I'll Maybe on Saturday. Get the out. Get the out with the... All right, John, you want to give the details and then and when our next game is again? Sure. Uh, you can catch this awesome content and all of our other cool stuff at legendsoftabletop.com. If you want to send us any good or bad feedback, constructive criticism, you can hit us at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter. We're on Twitter at Legends Tabletop. Uh, check out the Facebook page. Give us a like over there. Uh, all the podcasts are hosted over on SoundClouds. We're on iTunes. iTunes. Uh, so check us out at all those places. We appreciate uh, everybody coming along for the ride. Uh, if you guys aren't enjoying it, if no one's listening, this is a little bit of mental masturbation for us. So uh, we appreciate the people that interact and, and tweet and respond and, and do all those things. Uh, yeah, it's we're been gonna, a, We're going to do this regardless of whether you guys like it or not. So. Maybe it should be a Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I think one of the things we want to have later on, not, without giving too much away, is um, having guests ah. and questions and, yeah, and things of that okay. nature. Yeah. So we can interact with people. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It'd be fun. It could be a good time. Very good. And do you have any, any parting words? Um, take your vitamin C, people, because I got sick and I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs>
So there you go. VC. 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 Not VC. And don't piss off the dwarf. Hey, don't piss off the dwarf. And uh, look, you want to steal from the dwarf. Don't right. steal from the dwarf. And we're going to find out the tension between the thief and the dwarf on the next game. Saturday the 28th, starting at 8 p.m. Central. It'll be streamed live via Google, Google Hangout, just like this. And you'll be able to hear it later on the MP3s and on the SoundCloud and all that fun shit. Be ready. We'll try to have some uh, email alerts and Google blasts. And check us out on the webpage on our calendar on the top left-hand side. You can always go there to check see our events and, and whatnot and uh, go ahead and uh, yeah, go do that. And here's wishing everybody a healthy and happy, healthy and happy new year. Yes. Everyone have a good, uh, yeah. Thank you. Have a healthy and happy new year to your families. Happy sixth night of Hanukkah. Yeah. And Hanukkah and all the, all the holidays that you, you, you celebrate this time of year. Enjoy that with your families and always remember to come back and watch, listen to legends of tabletop. Thank you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for checking it out. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.